So you're an attorney and you've decided to go out on your own. Now what? You need a plan and you're not alone. Join expert host Adriana Linares and her distinguished guests on New Solo. Tune into the lively conversation as they share insights and information about how to successfully run your law firm here on Legal Talk Network. Welcome to New Solo on Legal Talk Network. I'm Adriana Linares. I'm a legal technology trainer and consultant. I help lawyers and law firms use technology better. Before we introduce today's topic, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Solo Practice University. Today, I'm very excited to welcome C. Todd Smith to the show. I'm actually at his office in Orlando, which is very cool. The Legal Talk Network guys have given me a traveling podcasting station, so I'm very excited to be here. And I have a special co-host today uh, on our first episode in this marketing series, we spoke to Jason Marsh, and I asked Jason if he would come with me and, and talk to, to Todd. So, hey, Jason. Hi, how you doing? Doing great. Tell us a little bit about yourself in case uh, someone hasn't listened to the last episode, which of course they should. Yeah, they definitely should listen to the last episode, but I am an internet marketing specialist. I work with a lot of law firms, uh, small and medium-sized firms, on um, working on their internet presence to generate more clients online. Excellent. Hey, Todd. Hey, how are you doing? Great. Thanks for having us. You have a very cool and modern office down here in Thornton Park, Florida. No, we're not in Thornton Park. Baldwin Park. Baldwin Park. Damn, I get all our parks confused. <laughs> well, thanks for coming to see me. I'm glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your practice. And you're a true solo, right? Sure, I am a true solo. I've been practicing law for 20 years here in the Orlando area. And now I have a small personal injury law practice. I represent plaintiffs in all kinds of personal injury cases. We should say, though, you aren't solo as in totally solo in your office because you have the ladies of Todd out there. That's true, as you like to call them, the ladies <laughs> of Todd. We have a great staff you and do. a great associate attorney that works with us here in the firm, and uh, the ladies of Todd do a great job. They do. You're very lucky. You have an awesome group to work with. So I wanted to come and talk to you specifically because I feel having known you for many years, we used to be neighbors, which is a funny thing. We weren't neighbors I mean, we weren't friends until after we weren't neighbors, which is kind of funny. In fact, I'm not sure if we ever even spoke. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a wave here and there. A wave but from, a, you know, from the one driveway to another. And then years later, I realized, I said, wait, you're a lawyer. And did you used to live on my old, you know, it was kind of a, a funny thing. But I've been watching you, well, from my old window first. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, watching your presence locally as far as uh, Twitter and Facebook, and then I am going to specifically ask you about the contest that you entered that the Orlando Business Journal did. But before I ask you about that, tell me a little bit just about when you decided to start using social media and your approach to it and why you decided it was going to be important to you as a solo to, to dive into social media. Sure. Well, uh, seven or eight years ago, I started looking at different social media outlets. And even back then, that's really kind of at the end of when MySpace was yeah. still kind of really popular, but almost before it started to kind of go away. And I just had a, a, some of my close friends were really active on MySpace. And I was checking it out. For some reason, I was real hesitant about it. Never got on MySpace. But then Facebook kind of started to get more and more popular. So I got a personal account on Facebook. And then just 
just loved it. Uh, you know, as a college student, I was a communications major. So just this whole change in the way we were communicating started to happen through social media. And I just thought it was really interesting. But I started looking around for other law firms and other attorneys, and there weren't really a lot of attorneys that were using Facebook at that time. Certainly none of my peers and colleagues in Orlando that I knew. So I created a Facebook page for my law firm uh, and didn't really know exactly what I was doing, uh, but just started reading a lot more, following blogs, and got excited about social media. And did you have some good initial success with Facebook? Did you say, holy moly, this might actually get some traction here? How are you using it? Well, at the time, really, I thought it was I thought it was just a super cool way to get in touch with uh, my clients that I had, former clients. I grew up here in the Orlando area, and you know what the beauty of Facebook is: as soon as you create your account, every single person you know in high school yeah. uh, subscribes or likes your page or becomes your friend on Facebook. So I thought it was a really quick and easy way to make contact and reestablish contact with a lot of my old contacts from from high school. And in a practice like yours, your goal in marketing is to be top of mind so that when somebody needs a personal injury attorney, they think of you first, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the unique thing about trying to market a personal injury practice is it's such a random thing that happens to people. It's an accident after all. And so it's not something that everybody's going to need your services every day. So you have to be top of mind awareness. And the way most, you know, the larger personal injury attorney firms uh, in town, and certainly we have a lot of them in Florida that are, are set up this way, do a lot of TV advertising, billboard advertising, park bench advertising, bus advertising, and I didn't do any of that broad advertising and really just didn't fit my personality to do that kind of broad advertising. I was really more interested in making connections with people and my clients and referrals and word of mouth. And so social media has really helped me in building those relationships with my former clients, keeping those relationships, and then also with all my contacts and friends and people I know in town. Todd, it sounds like you did a really great job using Facebook just to to build your own personal brand within your personal network, the people you already knew. You once told me a story about how I think you ran into someone that you hadn't seen in literally since high school, 20 years, something like that. Some elevator doors opened and and what happened? I'm, I'm so glad you remember that because, yeah, that's that's kind of when the light bulb really went off that said, oh, my gosh, this social media thing is really very effective and, and can work for what I was trying to use it for. I was actually going to an Orlando Magic basketball game, and I got off the elevator, and someone that was working there at the arena uh, was someone I knew in high school. We weren't real, real close friends, but I knew her fairly well, but I hadn't spoken to her in over probably 20, 25 years. And the first thing she said is, oh, hey, Todd, how are you doing? How's your law practice going? And the connection was that she had liked my Facebook page and had been following things happening with my firm and my practice, uh, even though we hadn't actually spoken or seen each other in 20 years. Perfect. Yep. That's amazing. What about Twitter? Tell us a little bit about Twitter. So Twitter, I'm still trying to figure out (laughs) how to use Twitter for my clients uh, because I don't feel like I'm connecting with a lot of potential clients through Twitter, but the value for me of Twitter is a lot of professional connections. So a lot of my attorney friends that are in town, they're on Twitter. So, uh, you know, it's an easy way for me to have a dialogue and, and communicate with them and also a lot of other attorneys that, you know, I admire and do great work uh, that I 
back and follow yep. them and kind of see their updates and things they're working on. And that's also very valuable. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to go back to Facebook real oh, sorry, quick Jason. because Facebook, as you know, in terms of the organic reach of a, of, a, of a page, a business or an organization page versus a personal profile has been throttling back the reach. What, how many people will actually see your post? What's been your experience with that specifically? Well, that's been kind of, you know, and some people gripe about Facebook because they, you know, make all these changes every few months. I actually think it's kind of fun because you have to stay on your toes and keep mm-hmm. up with what they're doing. So I kind of see it as a challenge. But when I first launched my Facebook page for the firm, I used my personal page and all of my friends and contacts that I had to, you know, to kind of say, hey, here's my law firm page also. To promote the actual page. To promote the actual page. So my first group of 500 uh, subscribers to my firm page were really just friends and contacts and people I knew uh, that had been following me on Facebook already. And I would post something or share something from my law firm page and I was getting organic likes and subscribers that way. Then I started transitioning. I got to a level of about 500 folks and I could not get any more followers. So I started paying for uh, advertising on Facebook and, you know, paying not a lot, maybe $100 a month. And then pretty easily and without a lot of work, grew to about 2,000 subscribers to my Facebook page. And for a while, that was fantastic because I had a great dialogue going, lots of response, lots of organic reach, and I was very active on the page. And then they changed how the algorithm works. And that's the throttling back you're talking about. Yeah, it's really become a pay-to-play environment, hasn't it? It has. And so, you know, I will still, every once in a while, if there's a post that I'm really, I think will connect with people or create a little bit of a conversation, I'll boost that post, even for five or 10 bucks uh, here and there, and get a lot more reach uh, when you do that. But that now is really the only way to get people, you know, seeing what you're posting. I mean, it's just a, such a nominal amount. Yeah, it's just, it's a nominal amount. And I, I still believe there's a lot of value there. And if you wanted to do something more, uh, you know, throw some more dollars at it, you definitely are going to get better results. And you must have gotten on pretty early because your vanity URL is great. You have Orlando Injury Lawyers. So you're at facebook.com forward slash Orlando Injury Lawyers. I mean, you must have just hopped in on that thing. Well, I think that's the thing too. I was talking about how all the changes that Facebook makes, if you're not paying attention and you're not ready for those changes, then you're behind the curve. And you do all the posting yourself. You don't have someone else do it for you. Correct. I've always done everything myself. That's very good. Yeah. And I've thought about and looked at those services and kind of checked them out that they'll post so many times a week or whatever that is. But to me, those posts are, are, are kind of bland and not really a reflection of me or my personality. And that's the whole point. I'm trying to connect with people personally. I'm not trying to just throw something out there and get a few likes here and there. That's great. Well, before we move on to our next segment, we're going to take a quick break to hear a message from our sponsors. Ready to create and build your own solo or small firm practice? Need a nuts and bolts education on the 360 degree experience of starting a business? There is only one online destination dedicated to helping you achieve your goals. Solo Practice University, the only online educational and professional networking community dedicated to lawyers and law students who want to go into practice for themselves. More than 1,000 classes, 58 faculty and mentors, What are you waiting for? Check out solopracticeuniversity.com today. 
Welcome back to New Solo. I'm Adriana Linares. And I'm Jason Marsh. Before we left off, we spent a lot of time talking about Facebook. We dabbled into Twitter a little bit. What about some of the other popular social media platforms like LinkedIn or Pinterest? Do you use any of those to promote the law firm? Uh, I don't. I use LinkedIn, and that's really more for a lot of my business and clients come from uh, referrals from other attorneys. So I, I really use LinkedIn more for keeping in contact with other attorneys that are, you know, referral sources mm-hmm. for me. Um, but I'm not super, super active on LinkedIn. And then what other types of advertising do you do or have you done anything that's not necessarily social media, but you have found successful that you can share with our listeners? Well, I don't know if there's anything else I would say that I found successful. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, 20 years ago, I did a little bit of TV advertising. And that's, of course, the problem. You can't do a little bit of TV (laughs) advertising. You're either all in or you're not. Uh, but as a young lawyer who didn't know what he was doing and a sales guy comes in and says, you can be on TV. It's like, <laughs> okay, I want to be on TV. I can talk. I can stand in front of a camera. So it was super fun to shoot a couple commercials. And it was also, of course, cool when you're watching Judge Judy and, you know, there hey, you there I am. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you try to impress your friends that you're on TV. But it wasn't very effective for me in, in the kind of marketing that I was doing because I didn't spend enough money on it. Uh, and then I was in the Yellow Pages for a while. And that's kind of a traditional, you know, many years sure. ago. Personal injury attorneys, No. Okay. Uh, finally got out of the Yellow Pages uh, a few years ago. Uh, and that was one of those things, too. I just asked everybody I knew, uh, do you use the Yellow Pages? And everybody's answer was no. Right. Uh, and the first thing I would do with the Yellow Pages is throw it in the recycling bin. It's, so. it's never made it inside my actual home since they've been leaving in, uh, for probably 15 years. Right. Straight from the step into the garbage. It's unbelievable. I'm going to ask you one more question, non-social media related before we go back to it. And that is you have a great location here. So you used to be downtown, you moved a little bit outside downtown, but now you're still in a very good location. Has that affected either walk-ins or your marketing ability in any way, moving from one place, your physical location, basically? Right. Well, for me, and I've always been about trying to make the customer service or client service uh, experience uh, the best it can be. And I know traditional law firms and bigger law firms love the idea of being in the high-rise tower downtown, but I just found, especially for my clients, it's such a hassle to find parking downtown, dealing with traffic, trying to get inside the building, go up the elevator, find the office location. So I've always wanted to be very accessible to my clients so that it's easy to get in and out of my office. Uh, So this location in Baldwin Park, Baldwin Park's a beautiful little village center. We have restaurants and other office space around and some retail. It's a first floor office, parking right here on the street. And it's just an easy little community environment, easy for my clients. And Todd, you're on a great, like a main street in a great neighborhood or community here. Do you get a lot of walk-ins through the door? Because you have a very prominent office on this street. You know, we do occasionally get walk-ins and we get a lot of foot traffic. People are walking up and down the street all the time. Uh, So I actually thought I would get more walk-in traffic than I have, uh, but we do still get some. And have you ever gotten a call where someone just happened to walk by? They're they're familiar with your brand having just walked past it. Maybe they didn't walk in the door to schedule an appointment, but said, hey, oh yeah, I've walked past your place or I've driven by it a number of times. 
And in other words, you've been building your brand in that way. You know, I don't know specifically about clients that have had that experience, but I have had a lot of contacts and people that I know in the area. There are other attorneys that live here in Baldwin Park, and they'll always comment that, oh, I walked by your office the other day. Uh, So again, that even helps with some of that top of mind awareness. And like I said, referrals from other attorneys are very important to me. So that's, that's good that people know I'm here and they see my office when they walk by. So I wanted to make sure and ask you about the contest that you were in. Was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago. So this is a very cool thing that the Orlando Business Journal, which is part of the National Business Journal group, they do a contest. And you'll have to remind me a little bit because I don't remember. I get the Orlando Business Journal. And I remember when they were soliciting people, companies to enter the contest. And it was a social media contest specifically. Tell us a little bit about what it was and how you decided to throw C. Todd Law's hat into the ring. Sure, sure. (laughs) We should not drink beer during these (laughs) podcasts. (laughs) So the Orlando Business Journal, uh, I followed them on Twitter. And of course, you know, if you're an attorney in town, those are, that's one of those publications you kind of keep an eye on. And they had posted something about a social media madness contest that they're having. Social media madness. And as far as I know, they still have this annually, but uh, it was a couple years ago and you had to submit uh, the link to all of your social media accounts for their consideration. And then they qualified you to be in the contest. And I think it started with probably 20 or 30 businesses that were in the contest. And it would go for like the first round was two weeks. And they were grouped into firm company sizes. So correct. It was like small companies, mid-sized companies, and large companies. That's correct. Which made it more fair, which I thought is good how they do that. Okay. Exactly. Definitely made, made it more fair that way. Uh, and I think there was maybe only one or two other law firms oh, that were even in the contest. So uh, you were competing really with all kinds of businesses across the spectrum. And they set it up in rounds. So the first round was a couple weeks. And then after those couple weeks, they had a system that they used to evaluate your engagement, mm-hmm. the number of post, all of those things to see the effectiveness of your social media. So I made it through the first two or three rounds and got to the the semifinals in my bracket. And unfortunately, a, a larger hotel uh, whose name will not be whose mentioned name will here, not be mentioned, but might rhyme with Meriton. Beat me out, but uh, <laughs> I still to this day contest the results. But uh, anyway, but it was a lot of fun, and through doing that contest, what was neat about it is I got a, a lot more likes and people that had subscribed to my Facebook page. So I got a lot more engagement because I was really active for yep. those couple months while the contest was going on, and also just you know communicating and tweeting with some of the people from. From the Business Journal uh, and some of the other businesses that were in the contest had some fun, you know, tweeting back and forth with a couple of the other businesses. So it was a great contest. What about Foursquare? Do you ask, uh, do you ever encourage your clients to check in when they visit you in the office? You know, <laughs> it's one of those things that I, I think that would be a great idea. And I have had some events at the office, like if I'll do a happy hour, have some friends come over to the office for something, I'll say, hey, you know, you know, make sure, hey, if you guys want to do me a favor, check in on Facebook or wherever you are. Or maybe throw a selfie on Instagram. A selfie on Instagram. (laughs) That works too. That works too. Are you on Instagram? 
Uh, I'm personally on Instagram. But the law firm isn't. The law firm isn't. And I'm going to go on Instagram soon. I cool. just don't want to be that guy that's posting a bunch of like salesy law firm stuff on right. people's Instagram. Because Instagram to me seems like one of the last places where there's not a lot of sales stuff going on. Right. And, I, you know, people, there's beautiful pictures and people posting great things on Instagram. I don't want to clog that up with, you know, have you been injured in an accident? <laughs> well, you can always post like a really creative photo of, of car accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like use... Uh, I mean, the filters they have are amazing. Yeah, like X-Pro2 or something on a really nasty car accident. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a lot of respect for that. You know, you don't you don't want to become that guy, but um, I suppose it's another, just another source of platform that might bring bigger, broader awareness. Any other new and fresh ideas that you've been thinking about implementing or joining or looking at? Like, what's next for C- Todd Smith Law? Well, that's a great question. I'm always kind of thinking about what's next. And even in just the technology area, I'm always interested in what's going to be the next thing that's going to change how we do things today, right? And so, Wow, you're really not like most lawyers. Well, yeah, maybe not. But (laughs) uh, like I'm obsessed with uh, self-driving cars and the Google car that I'm afraid is going to put me out of business. And it's just a matter, will it be 10 years or will it be 20 years or will it be 30 years? But eventually, you know, car accidents are going to be relatively relatively few and far between, I well, think. you'll but just have to pivot your practice to something else if ex- that happens. Exactly, exactly. Right? So until the uh, robot cars take over, um, you know, I read an article recently about the demise of teenagers using Facebook has been really overhyped, that the statistics show that there are actually a lot more teenagers still using Facebook. So I think you got to be careful too, especially as lawyers. If you get caught up in trying to be on every social yeah. media platform, you're not going to do any of them very well. So for me, I'm sticking with Facebook Mm -hmm. for now and still using Twitter uh, and going to kind of see where those go. But what's next? I'm not sure. There's something out there for sure that's going to take over Facebook at some point. We just have to wait and see. Google Plus, I'm on Google Plus, but I still can't get excited about it. But I'm on there and I think it's important. And even as Jason's talked to me before, we've talked about SEO and Google and that kind of thing. I know it's, it's a good idea to be there. That's very good. Do you have anything you can add just about, um, Jason, about Google and having a presence, even though maybe it doesn't seem as popular as it is? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing with Google Plus is the Google Plus local business profile. That's oh, that's the most right. important thing that. that a law firm wants to make sure they do. So essentially, Google Plus local uh, for business is as, as a directory for online local businesses. So at the very minimum, you want to make sure that you either create or claim the profile. If it already exists, you can claim it and make sure that you add the correct business uh, name, address, and phone number. Uh, those things, it's important that those three elements, name, address, and phone number, are consistent across the web. But, but just claiming that profile is important, again, because it's Google for and- obvious reasons. Go ahead, Todd. Yeah, and I was just going to say, and and that's another great tip, Jason, and I've tried to make sure on all of those directories that are out there, and there's a lot of them. You know, Google, of course, that's the one. You've got to be on Google. But I I put my name and address and information and website in as many directories as I can just so I'm I'm out there when people are looking for me. Uh, One other thing, you did ask about new or different types of, of outlets. I like SlideShare. And so oh, I put a couple good. presentations on SlideShare, and those are really easy then to share through my LinkedIn page, and that content usually goes pretty well with, with LinkedIn. So, uh, yeah, Wait. just doing presentations about either 
even, I've done some technology presentations and kind of have a whole laundry list of legal topics. I want to do short PowerPoint presentations and upload those to SlideShare. I think that's another cool idea. So for listeners who don't know what SlideShare is, explain it real quick. Yeah, SlideShare.net is just a website where if you have a PowerPoint presentation, you can upload it to SlideShare. And make it publicly and available. And make it publicly available. And it's super easy to view on mobile devices or iPads. And you can also share links to your yep. presentations in a very easy way. So links um, like back to your website? You can link it back to your very website. Good. Or you can even just, if you want to send someone the link, link about the presentation, which, you know, it's, it's hard to send a whole PowerPoint file sure. to maybe a potential client. You wouldn't want to do that anyway, but you can send them the link to, hey, here's a presentation I've done on whatever the topic is and just and, send them the link. And so from an SEO perspective, Jason, I've certainly done plenty of searches for a topic over, you know, the past weeks, years, months, and inevitably, if there's a very highly hit SlideShare presentation, it shows up in those results. Yeah, there's no question there's value. Something like SlideShare is known as a Web 3.0 property. So that property has a lot of authority in and of itself, similar to maybe a Facebook. But by starting a profile with that and adding substantive and valuable content, that's just going to help your overall web presence. That's great. I want to go back real quick to the directories because we talked about Google+. Um, Yelp is another one that everyone should just get listed on, whether you know you actively use it or not. Foursquare would be another one. I have my company on YP Yellow Pages because even though there might not be the, the need for the physical one anymore, I still have it listed on YP. Are there any others you can think of that we want to mention? What about Moz? Uh, well, Moz actually offers a tool. So if you went to... Um, Which I did. I did that. Okay, yeah. Do you so, know that I did that? Oh, you used it? I didn't know you used it. Yes. So, but But for anybody that's interested, the tools, if you go to moz, moz.com forward slash local... That's a free plug for you guys over at Moz. But they have a great tool that helps you where you can add all of your information and then it will distribute that all of your, your business information across many different um, online business directories, including like tier ones, which are the ones that all the other smaller ones actually license the information from. So if you can get your information in the tier one directories, and you, you could manually submit them yourself, but the Moz tool makes it very easy. Nonetheless, all the other smaller ones will aggregate that information from all the tier one uh, you know, information providers online. You know what's helpful about the Moz service too is it will actually go and sort of look at all of those other directories and tell you where the information is not consistent. So if you had an old phone number in one place for your office and a new phone number, it will say, hey, these, this information doesn't match. And either I think they fix it or you go out and fix it. I can't remember. You go to that service, but it's very, very good. Yeah, it's a great tool. I think it's about $80 yes. per year. I, I was going to say, I just, the only reason I even thought of it is because I just got a renewal notice and I think it was $90, $99. Totally worth it. Well, before we wrap it up, because we've been here for quite some time, I want to ask you, Todd, about something that's very important and near and dear to your heart that you love and you do all the time, and that's your involvement with Kiwanis. Oh, well, thank you for asking me about that. Yeah, uh, Kiwanis is an international service organization, and I've been a member for about eight or nine years. Uh, Kiwanis is celebrating its 100-year anniversary this year. And Kiwanis is uh, a community service organization that's focused on improving the world by helping children and focusing on children's issues and also teaching service and leadership to young people. And we really do that through our service leadership programs. Most people have heard of Key Club in high school. Mm -hmm. uh, so I work with a couple different high school groups and 
it's just really cool kind of teaching and inspiring young people to go out and do community service and to volunteer. Uh, and so that's something I'm real passionate about and involved in. And if I want to get involved with Kiwanis, but I'm out in, you know, Oregon or in uh, Idaho, can I? Absolutely. Kiwanis.org. And then click the link to find a club. There's clubs and all over the country. There's clubs all over the country. The we're world? actually in 80 countries around oh, the wow. world. Awesome. Yeah, so we're uh, we're all over the place, and uh, we would love to have all the help we can get. Uh, you know, doing good in community service it not only helps your community, but it's good for you. Yeah. You know, doing good feels good. So I encourage all my friends and anybody that'll listen to me go out and get involved in community service and volunteer in your community. It's really important. That's great. Yep. Before we finish up, tell everybody how they can stalk you on the internet. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, Google C. Todd Smith Law. How do you spell that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> S- and that's C, that's C dot, not S-E-E. That's C period, uh, Todd Smith Law. Or you can find me at uh, ctoddsmith.com or on Twitter at ctoddsmith or on Facebook, C. Todd S. Or my law firm on Facebook is Orlando Injury Lawyers, I believe is the URL for the Facebook page. Great. Well, thanks so much for having us, Todd. Really appreciate it. Jason, thanks for being my roadie today and hopping in. Thanks a lot. Good to see you. And Jason, before we let you go, can you remind everybody how they can stalk you on the internet? Yeah, there's a few different ways. You could email me directly at jason at marsh8.com. That's M-A-R-S-H, the number 8.com. My Twitter is underscore Jason Marsh. Or the best way is to subscribe to my email list at marsh8.com forward slash subscribe, where you can get lots of great content, videos, podcasts, all sorts of information on how to grow your practice. That brings us to the end of our show. Don't forget that you can always keep an eye on us on uh, Facebook. Well, by us, I mean New Solo on iTunes, RSS, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you want to learn more about what you've heard today, make sure you visit the New Solo page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another great episode. And remember, you're not alone. You're New Solo. Thanks for listening to New Solo with host Adriana Linares. Tune in again to learn more about how to successfully run your new practice. Solo, here on Legal Talk Network. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.